Well, let me read you something. I, I, I brought something for you. Amen. Is your heart's open? And receptive? Did you know, according to psychology today, um, experiences, things that you've never done, like what you're getting ready to embark upon, they actually give you a sense of accomplishments. They help you. The word that comes to me this morning is because of God working in my life and is working in my life right now. But you know what? Mental health. You see all the people that's losing their mind? And I, I thank God that there ain't nobody in here losing their mind. But you see all the people that's losing their mind? Because at some moment, they took heed to a voice that was going on in their head. And guess what? They manipulated it. They manipulated it. Continue to listen to it and give it credence in their life. To one day, to one day, the voice told them to do something or to say something. And it went on to further out. But I want to share something with you this morning, okay? There were two kernels of wheat lying on the floor of a cozy barn. One day the farmer came in and told them, I want to take you out of the barn and plant you in the earth. I'm going to put you in the ground and cover you with soil. It'll be dark and you will die. But I promise you, you will multiply and become very fruitful. The first kernel of wheat said, no way. Mm -mm. You can count me out. I like my comfort. And I don't want to die. But the second one, after careful consideration, decided that the promise of the future harvest was well worth the sacrifice. So the farmer took him outside and planted him, but, but left the first corner of wheat in the barn. A few days later, a small green sprout appeared where the seed had been planted. It grew and became a stalk of wheat that produced a hundred more kernels. For the next 40 years, the farmer planted all the seeds that had been generated from that one kernel. And year after year, the harvest multiplied. However, the kernel that stayed in the barn remained there by itself. Never multiplying. Which kernel of wheat are you? Oh, it's getting ready to get better than that, sister. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very humbled uh, by this experience um, to, 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 to greet you all this way. This is very humbling. You probably can't see my, my knees, but they're clacking. <laughs> At least the one that can clack, you know. Uh, but I'm very excited to be here to tell you just what God has put on my heart concerning us. Amen. Uh, some time ago, I met a young man. Um, he, uh, not here now, so thank God. He might be listening, so good. Uh, he had a problem with the way things were going on in the church. And uh, I guess he thought he could confide in me. Guess he better think again, huh? <laughs> he thought he could confide in me, and so he told me what he wanted me to tell Pastor Harbaum and Pastor David Shipman. And I got a big mouth. I don't know if you, any of you know that, but my mouth is big and I'm not shy about telling somebody what I think. 
And so, but anyway, he said what he had to say. He didn't like this and didn't like that. And I listened. And then I said to him, well, while he was talking, I asked the Holy Spirit to give me what to say to this young man. Because there's no doubt in my mind that he's broken. Remember, mental health. We, 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 we're in charge or in control of how our thinking or behavior that comes from our thinking, we're in control of it. And so anyway, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to tell me what to say to this young man and what to say. And so once he finally finished with his barrage of, of complaints, I said, let me ask you a question. Where have you been in the last 15 years or 10 years, I think I might have said to him. He had been drinking and using drugs. And I said, well, you, your life and my life is kind of close. But it's been longer than that for me. But I do understand. But I got a question for you. How in the world... Would you even fix your mouth to say something to me about these two men of God? That's all they, when I met them, they were studying the word of God and on their knees. And you want me to be a voice for you. And I asked him, was he stupid? I probably had to repent for that. <laughs> Where am I going with this? Every single one of us in this place we have given our life to Christ. And if we have given our lives to Christ, guess what? Your life, my life, our life does not belong to us. That means that when you get dressed in the morning, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to put on? So I can be uh, presentable to the people that you're going to bring into my life that I may minister your son's good news. Well, one amen. We don't think about things like this. But our life does not belong. Are you ready? You got your seatbelts on. Amen? Let's, let's go. Because I see you're looking at me and you're waiting on the, 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 the punch. All right. Here is, here, is, here is the title. You like titles, right? Yeah, you like, you read books. You, your book comes with a title right here. Here it goes. Old or new. And this is not, uh, what's the name of the game? So... Uh, uh, trivia something. This is not that. Old or new, you get to decide. You ready? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 42. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, have your way. I am not my own, but I belong to you. Use my tongue. Verse 8. I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory will I not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. Verse 9. Behold, the former things have come to pass. And new things do I declare before they spring up. I have told you. Now let's go over to 43. That's one page over. In my book anyway. Remember ye not. I'm sorry. 43.18. Remember ye not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
You know the word old? The definition according to Webster's 1828 dictionary? Things that existed in the past or used. Belonging in the past. A perishable item. Because it no longer, you know, stale, moldy. You know, ain't nobody in here going to eat no molded cheese, right? Well, some of them. Because sometimes they say molded cheese is good. You just, you know, scrape off. The definition of new, not existing before, recently made, entirely different. I like that one. Did you know that we're all brand new as that baby in the spirit? The problem with, we got experiences from yesterday. And they play heavy on the mind. Can I really do that? That sounds really good, Brother Peter. But can I really do that? Well, the Bible says that all things are possible to them that believe. Come on now. I don't know about you, but that excites me. I can do anything according to the word of God that God has given Peter to do. Here's, here's another testimony. I got a plethora of those, you know. I wanted to be married. She's not in here, so I can tell you. <laughs> I wanted to be married. Gentlemen, I'm mostly talking to you. And so what I did is I wrote down to God, my mother told me that you hear everything I say. And so I wrote what I wanted from God. You know, God told me once, he says, you're going to reap where you have not sown. Did you know that also meant with my wife? I wanted children. I wanted lots of them. He says, you're going to reap. I had no clue of what he was talking about. But I found out. You're going to reap where you have not sown. Did that go over a lot of heads? God has blessed my life. Here's another testimony. This morning, pastor got up to minister. I don't know how many of you heard, but he got up and ministered about the honor that's in him for his pastor. And as he was ministering, I began to weep. I got emotional. And I got emotional for this fact. He began to minister to everyone that was listening that his pastor has changed his life. Now we know he's just a man, but there's an anointing down on the inside. And so as I, be, as I began to listen to him, it began to trigger something on the inside of me. How many of you have been triggered before? In a good way. It triggered something down on the inside of me because when I met Pastor David Shipman, he did the exact same thing. It's called replication. So I'm going to ask you a question. Old or new? We're supposed to be replicating exactly what God has done in our lives. Oh, I'm a long way from finished. Them pancakes or whatever it is going to have to wait just a little longer. Anyway, praise the Lord. 
not existing before, recently made entirely different. You were supposed to see me and not see my old. Because if you're seeing my old, guess what? I ain't new. If I'm talking like the old, I ain't new. Oh, this is deep. You know what? Um, I had a situation going on in my life. It was personal. It was very personal, personal. Because I was a little boy. And you know what God did? He stepped up on the scene. And I was able to confront this person, this man. And I looked him in his face. And I said, I forgive you. You know, at that moment, I don't even know. I didn't know at that time where that came from. But today I do. Because I thought in my mind the next time or when I got the, the, the chance, I would cut his throat or do something to him. But God shifted that. He shifted that. He shifted that. Old or new? Every single one of us has been flawed by our yesterday. I don't care who you are. You've been flawed by your yesterday. And I guess if I talk to you long enough, I can hear your flaw. The same with me. It's no different. But if God is going to be God in our life, we're going to have to let go and let God. You with me? Did you know also that when we gave our life to Christ, he changed your name? He changed your name. He changed mine. Oh, y'all looking at me like y'all don't have a clue of what I'm saying. He changed your name. I'm not saying that my name is no longer Peter. I'm not saying your name is no longer what it is or what we call you by. I'm saying that spirit that's in you is the righteousness of God. And he expects that we all live, operate accordingly. Did you know that I thought I was going to die in prison? I mean, physical prison, you know, cement and metal bars. I thought that's where I was going to end it all for me. But God, he said, no, I got another plan for you. Old or new. I, mean, I, 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 I guess I'm in a situation to where I hear a lot of us talking all the time or talking sometimes. And what comes in my ears does not represent the God we serve. Did you know? Don't you just love the word of God? He says that let your speech be seasoned as with salt. Do you know what that means? That when you're talking to me and I'm talking to you or we're interacting, interacting, you should leave that conversation feeling a lot better about yourself than when you came. Praise the Lord. Here's another question. When you look in the mirror today, do you see your old self? Come on now. 
Or do you see that image of Christ? Okay. All right, we didn't really get quiet now. So that means that I've, uh, oh, the Holy Spirit has. Let me ask you another question. What does your old self look like? I was telling somebody we were at the store, I, I believe, it might have been Brother Ralph, but I was saying when I first gave my life to Christ, I was still drinking. Because I, I didn't, you know, it's not like I didn't have a clue because the Holy Spirit convicts. But you know what, sometimes you step over the Holy Spirit. Okay. Oh, woo. Thank you, don't follow me over here. <laughs> but that don't work. He's, he's with you every single place that you go, even while we're sleeping. But when I gave, first gave my life to Christ, I was still dancing and getting a little drink on and doing all kind of stuff in the Holy Spirit. He just continued to pound away. This is not right. This is not right. It was so convicting that I just cried like a baby when I cried like a baby at the end of it. And I was one of those people, too. I would try to justify the wine. I would justify the shot. I would justify the brewski. You know, a little bit of this ain't going to hurt me. It's medicinal. Uh-oh, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let me tell you what your old self used to look like. You believed what others told you about you. You also believe what they had to say. This is the reason why we hung out with them so. We were always trying to fit in with the, I guess, the masses or the people going the wrong direction. We spoke things that we had no business saying. And to whoever would hear. We gave ourselves away to whatever situation came. We gave it away. And we gave it away freely. We didn't even charge for it. We gossiped, lied, and cheated. This is old news, ain't it? You know, Pastor was mentioning the other day, um, it's probably been a couple of weeks ago, that some of us are uh, in disagreement with ourselves. It was sitting here, you know, I hear it at first, it seems like. It's like he's got a bullhorn over my ear. And that's probably because I'm tuned in to what he has to say. And thinking about what Pastor Harbaum said this morning, his words with me will never get stale. They will never sit. They will never sit or get stale. Why? Because when I met him and today, my life has changed. And guess what? If I'm going to go over there where God is or get where God wants me, I got to keep on keeping on. Amen? But I'm sitting here and he, he mentioned about uh, some of us fighting with ourselves. And I pictured, you know, we down on the inside fighting Peter. Come on, Peter. You don't fight myself. You don't know what I'm talking about? In disagreement. Remember the children of Israel. Joshua gave them a word about going around the walls of Jericho. I'm, I would imagine that some of them was in disagreement. 
but they kept their mouth closed. They didn't utter what they were thinking. And it was when that wall came crashing down, I believe, that there was a shift, that this is God. I'm here to tell you today that we do not have to take our yesterdays and frame our lives any longer. We can live anew. The problem with it is, is that we, some of us has gotten so old, so experienced, let me rephrase that, so experienced in this life that it's going to take a real, real serious something, something to cause us to come out of it. That's why the Bible is so precious to me. Suffer the little children to come unto me. Do you know if you teach, I've seen uh, uh, a video sketch, I don't know where it was, they had a dog on a surfboard. The dog was out in the ocean surfing. Do you, you know what that did? That blessed me, because that means that I can be taught anything if I'm teachable. A dog. I mean, I've been to the world, I've seen the, the, the uh, seals. But they had a dog out in the ocean surfing by himself. Wasn't nobody else on the surfboard but him. <laughs> the smallest things intrigue me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Do you have a different opinion? And, and I suspect that we have to get honest. Do we have a different opinion of the word of God? You know what that looks like? That's like if God says, I need you to go over here and do this, this, and that. And you say, well, I'll go tomorrow. You got a different opinion. If God says, I want you to get up at 3.30 in the morning, get on your knees and pray. And you say, well, I'll do it at 6, because that's when I really get up anyway. You got a different opinion. If God says, I need you to go over to such and such and such and lay hands on such and such, and you say, well, I don't think they're really going to believe that because they're not Christians, God. you got a different opinion. We have been bought with a price, and we're no longer ours. In other words, whatever God says goes. It's not Peter's word. That's what the word of God says. I'm going to kind of lighten the load here a little bit. You're looking at me. <laughs> Do you doubt everything? Now, just because you doubt everything don't necessarily mean you're speaking it. Doubt looks like you don't think it's going to work. You know, I was talking to God about uh, dignity. And I said, Lord, I know 100% that this dignity, it was your doing. So why isn't it full by now? And you know what God told me? That's not your business. You just believe. You know the Bible says in Mark chapter 11 that if you ask God anything and doubt not, you'll have whatever you say. What I'm doing in this moment here is there is an image that we all have when we look in the mirror at ourselves. And if the image does not reflect what God says about you when you look at yourself, oh, we need some prayer. We need some supplication. We need some intervention. Because God's word are true and steadfast. 
Oh, it's still early. <laughs> what new do? What new do? Come on, say it with me. What new do? The new us. Did you know that when Jesus Christ saved you and me, he gave us a new nature? Oh, y'all not excited about that. Like I told you before, if you didn't really hear me, I smoked weed every day. I smoked hard drugs every day. I thank God that my mind is not blown. Seriously. All I thought about was crime. And any one of you in here could have been a victim. Let me read it again. The new us. Your nature has been changed. I don't have thoughts like that anymore. And they've been gone a long time. Did you know that that's enough to get up in here and shout till you lose your clothes? Seriously. That's if we're new. You're pretty quiet in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gave you a new nature. You do not see things the way you used to see them. It's, you're new. You're, you're new. I'm new. As I said before, with that new nature came a new name. Let's go over real quickly. Let me share something with you. Romans. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's like, brother, you, you're doing a lot of talking. Do we have some scripture to go to? <laughs> oh, oh, jumped in the gun. Uh, Second Corinthians, real, real quick. First. I better keep my cheat sheet so I can see it. Second uh, Corinthians chapter five. I'm going to start thirteen. We have the same spirit of faith, according as it is written. I believe, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak, knowing that which he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus, shall present us with you for all things for your sake, that the abundant grace might through thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God. You know we're not just here. I, you know, I'm sorry. I, I live, I shouldn't say I'm sorry, because I'm not. I, I, I enjoy questions. I question myself. Let me tell you how Peter does it. When things go on in my life and I do something that's not 
or I'm not sure it's the word of God. Why did you just do that, Peter? Now, give me a scripture on it. I'm talking, this is self-talk, and I ain't crazy. Why did you just do that? Is these people in your life, are they producing what the word of God said they should produce? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I question everything. <laughs> and it helps me. Did you know also that we're, we're all humans and that uh, Pastor mentioned also that there, we're getting something out of what we do. Um, there is a pleasure. God created all Saul with natural drugs in our brain. They're called neurotransmitters. And when we do something like an experience that brings about pleasure, it's called dopamine, we continually repeat it. And this is the reason for drug addicts. You chase it, you, you get one particular hit or a, a, a puff of something, and it feels so good, you chase that your whole rest of your addiction. You're chasing that very first experience. You cannot get it. And we become addicted. Behaviors are addicting. And so it's very hard for us to separate the reality or the truth of God's word from an experience that we've had that really has locked in with us, or locked on to us, like the experience I just told you about. It had the propensity to change the trajectory of my life had I allowed it. Here's another tidbit. I take five by seven cards, or four by eight, or whatever they are, the little cards that they give you in college or whatever, and I write the word of God on them. And if you ever get in my truck, you'll see them. And I repeat them. Repeat them. Just repeat them. Repeat them. Do you know what that is doing? That's pushing and pushing and pushing, pressing against the old thinking that is left in my memory bank of my yesterday. Because see, I'm new. So I'm supposed to be doing new things, experience the newness of my new life in Christ Jesus. And every, every, every time I read the word, study the word, it's pushing, it's pushing, it's pushing out the old. I, hopefully, my prayer is anyway, that one day I'll stand here or you'll see me and you won't see Peter. You'll see God. That's what I'm hoping for. Because see, why do this? Why give your life to Christ if we're not willing to do what he say? Make sense? Oh, my wife. You know, wives, everybody in here married, you know, got a lot of stories about the stuff that your spouse does. We, we walking and going along. I don't know where we were. It seems like it, it, it didn't slow down a bit, but she reaches out and grabs my hand. I'm not the hand holder. And what has happened was, is that she didn't looked across the, the whatever and saw these two, two or three couples holding hands. Now all of a sudden, she wants to get up enough nerve, you know, and, and grab my hand, you know. 
And so one time, I, I got her. She thought I was going to jack the hand away or, you know, take her hand off. I just held her. You know, it took a lot in me because I'm not the, uh, I, I'm, I'm not, the, what is it, PDA? I'm not that, I'm not that guy. I'm sorry. Pray for me. I'm not that guy. But you know what? God was talking to me in that experience. This is the same way that we got ingrained habits. And we don't want to let go or even think about how to challenge ourselves with the habits we got. We just think we can come on into God with these habits, but it ain't going to happen. It, it, no, leave that outside, brother. Jesus says to Peter, leave that outside. It ain't coming up in my house. Old or new? You know, uh, praise the Lord. Back to the new you. The new you, the new me, the new us, hopes all things. Let me try it again. I don't know if that's stuck or not. You know, the new us hope in all things. Do you know what that looks like? This is going to work. This, it may not happen then, it may not happen that day, but it's going to work today. The new me, the new you, the new us. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are pure, we're constantly moving in a direction that God, by his Holy Spirit, is sending us. The new me, the new you, the new us is always confronting or exposing darkness. Now, this is a tricky one. Because you also need to learn how to expose the darkness in yourself. And that's the part that we don't want to do. You know, actually, drugs and alcohol, they're very good at masking what a person is going through. You remember those, some of you old enough to know, the old westerns that used to come on back when we were kids? And they would take that bottle of liquor and the person that was shot or cut, stabbed or whatever, they would drink and drink until they fall asleep. So they couldn't even feel what was happening to them. God wants us just as light. Can you see that? He wants us light, not weighted down with the things that are going on in this world or trying to get into our life. He wants us light and liberated, just free, just free. Just free. This almost sounds like a, a song, don't it? People always, uh, and I've met a lot of people, especially during counseling, that uh, uh, co to confront, it's not necessarily negative. It actually can work for the good. Remember, hope all things. To confront is to just stand up and tell whoever what the word of God says. Amen. Exhibits, this is another one of them 
goods, the new you. Exhibits sweet. Oh, sweets. You like your sweets? <laughs> Praise the Lord. God There is a desire on God's heart or in God's heart for every one of us to live liberated. You might ask me the question, how do you know that? Because I told you a snippet about where I used to be and some things that I had been involved in. My life right now, I've never known this type of happiness. This joy. I've never known it before. So to me, that is the evidential proof that where I was, God didn't want me and there was not the desire for me. In order for this church, in my opinion, in, in order for this church to do what God has designed it to do, we're all Everybody here that called this their church, we have to get on one accord. We have to speak the same things. Because if not, we're going to be talking about a divorce. The person that I started off talking to you about this morning earlier, um, well, he's no longer in the church. Divorce came very quickly. It is amazing to me that soon as something don't go the way we think it ought to go, who is Peter? I ain't running nothing. Sit down, man. You know what I mean? Soon as something don't go the way that we want it to go, then we want to pit up a fight. This is God's business. It's got nothing to do with Peter. I humbly, must, I humbly submit, Father God. You do what you, you tell me what you want me to do and where you want me to go and who you want me to speak to and I will do it. I'm fascinated. And especially not being Christian that long, we're supposed to be growing up. There are some things Paul says shouldn't even be named. You shouldn't even be able to call Brother Peter's name in that scenario. Let's move on. The new me, the new you, the new us, Cleave to good. Abhors that which is evil. Now we, we, we think evil is, 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 you know, out killing dogs and cats. But no, evil is anything against what God says that pertain to your life and mine. It is evil. Cleave to that which is good. We are to renew our mind, the new us. It's constantly renewing the mind, constantly renewing the mind, constantly renewing the mind. You know, I was playing basketball one year, and, um, and uh, uh, the full court basketball and the ball, I had the ball getting ready to take it out, you know, and the defender was on the other side of the line, and I was getting ready to throw the ball down to my other teammate. The ball ricocheted off of his hand and bounced back 
and busted my thumb and it immediately just bent down like this. So I was walking around looking like Mr. Goody Thumb, you know, just, just like this. I had no pain. It, it was just like this. And I walked around for a while, you know, I kept trying to push it up and do all kinds of stuff. So finally, you know, man, I don't want to go to the doctor. And this was before I met Pastor David, so, you know, I didn't think about thinking about healing. <laughs> so uh, finally, my, my wife says, babe, would you just go to the doctor? And I said, oh, okay, you going to hold my hand? No. <laughs> so uh, I finally get to the doctor, and the doctor says, oh, your cartilage popped, you know, like a rubber band. And it went into the wrist. And so they had to split me open, split my thumb open, and they went in and found the cartilage and stitched it together. The point I'm making is this. When the surgery was over, I had to go do what they call rehabilitation. Oh, excuse me. And doing the rehabilitation, they put you under exercise. There were some moments, because I'm talking about excruciating pain. And uh, had I not gone, which was a few times I decided not to, and then they told me what was going to happen if I didn't go. <laughs> it was like, spank me, oh, that hurt. <laughs> the thumb would have became stuck, just like that. Or maybe just in that position. I wouldn't have had any use because I didn't exercise it or get it, what was the word, reformed back into position, you know, where I can operate it. You know, the same can, can be true for us. I heard Pastor mention something else the other day, actually, before he left. He says that we have to get constantly new information. We cannot rely on the information that we got from the Word of God six years ago nine years ago, whenever it was, even yesterday. Did manna? You eat what you can today and leave it. Tomorrow is another day. And so what I realize about my life in Christ Jesus is that it's constantly evolving. And it can constantly evolve when I'm constantly getting new information. It's all credible. So when I'm constantly renewing my mind to the word of God, he's changing now how I look at this new image when I look in the mirror. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Brother, you, you clean up pretty good. Walk, this new person, walk in love. And that's a hard one. That's a hard one. But guess what? You can do it because God says so. And this goes back to the hope that's in us. There ain't nothing in this place, in this world, I mean, that we cannot do. The only reason we choose not to is because we chose not to. That was deep. We don't want to. And because there's no prod, there's no angle iron, what do you call those things you put in the, uh, in the fire, the, the brand, the, the huh? burning iron, branding iron. The Holy Spirit is not chasing us with a hot iron. Because then we'd be under pressure or duress. And then we would do it. He wants you and me and us to be willing to walk in the word. And you know what? What happens is there's a reward in that. Because when we walk in the word of God, you'll start to see your life develop in ways that you could not have done on your own. I'm a witness. I am a witness. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell God when I see him, uh, all of you can use me as a witness. 
Don't experience the things that I've experienced. I just told you about them so now you don't have to walk in that. Amen? The new you looks to do, to be of service. Let's turn over to Philippians 2, please. All right, I'm listening to myself. You know, sometimes that's good. Sometimes we just have to shut ourselves down. Sometimes we got to shut ourselves down because we and we alone can stop or hinder what God is, is, is trying to do in us. You know, just recently, um, I believe with all my heart, when I met Pastor David Shipman, I, I was a chaplain. And what that allowed me to do is go into distressed areas and also into jails and stuff and minister because my heart, my heart is with men and women that are incarcerated, beat up by this world. And so that was my heart. And so when I met Pastor David Shipman, he says, well, um, would you think about being a pastor? No, I won't be nobody's pastor, Pastor. I'm, no, I don't think I want that one. Mm -mm. That's what I told him. And uh, he, you know how he is, he continued until I said, all right. <laughs> and so he, he gave me evidence, because that's what we're looking for. Yeah. We're looking for evidence that things that God has said work. So, but anyway, I, uh, I, I said, yes, I'll do that. So I think it's been eight years now, something like that. And so I had let go of what God had put in me about going into jails. And uh, one day I was at home and the Holy Spirit just walked upon me. So you think I forgot? Because you forgot. <laughs> you think I forgot because you forgot? No, I don't think so. What you talking about now? And he says, I, I, that's still what I want you to do. And so right now I'm in the process of getting cleared to go into Pleasant Valley State Prison because my heart is to be willing to do and to go wherever God says. Do you know that if we are so bent on the problems going on in our lives, well, we could care less what somebody else is going through? But the truth of the matter is, you want to hear the truth of the matter? The truth of the matter is your prayers are answered when you're doing something for somebody else. Well, I had three people that know about that. They praise the Lord. We're going to get it up. We're going to get it. Uh, Philippians, you there yet? Philippians 2, 13. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. That's a powerful scripture. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. <coughs> Excuse me. According to his mercy. According to his mercy, he saved us by the washing and regeneration of the Holy Spirit. And he gave us some help. That's what I love about him. He didn't just leave us high and dry. He says, I'm going to send somebody to help you. Second, the last scripture, 2 Corinthians, <coughs> I bind you in the name of Jesus, 
2 Corinthians 5, 14. I'm going to read this before I share with you the last point. For the love of Christ constrains you, constrains me. That word constrained is urges. For the love of Christ urges us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. 15, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. What? But unto him which died for them and rose again. Would you rather have a used car or a new car? Huh? You can answer that question. You like that new car smell? That new car ride, that show off when you know you pass by and they're looking at you, you know, and it's nice and clean. Wherefore, hence we know no man after the flesh. Do you know that I shouldn't know you after the flesh? I should only know what God has created about you, the new you. Every time I see you, I should see that new and improved you. But if we're talking about reliving, now I'm not talking about a testimony. I'm talking about that stuff that's got us stuck, that won't let us blossom like that beautiful butterfly that used to be a caterpillar. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. I shouldn't know you after the flesh. I should know you as my brother and my sister in Christ Jesus. Yes, though we have known Christ after the flesh, they walk with him. They talk with him. They ate with him. Yet not now. We don't know him this way anymore. Therefore, verse 17, if any man be in Christ, the old man can't be seen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That's like two words I put together, huh? Let's try that again. He is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, I tell you, all things have become new. Old and new. Do you see yourself as new? I'm going to just wait on an answer. <laughs> Don't pause it for effect. That was a perfect time. Huh? You know this young man is getting ready to go to the military. Now, I don't know. He's probably never been, right? 
Did you know that they're getting ready to mold him into the soldier that they want? Now, I haven't been to the military. I told you my testimony. My mother tried to keep me out of the street and sent me to the, to the, Air, I mean, to the uh, National Guard. They kicked it. Get that boy up out of here. We don't want him in here. But from my understanding, they mold. They break. They suspend. I don't know about you, but that kind of sounds like the word of God. You know, anytime I have thoughts and I try to supersede my thoughts, I better not say that because I'm going to have to fight. I got thoughts and I supersede. That's like he going in the military and he telling the commander in chief, no, I, I don't want to do that. Give me the little dress blues and I want to look good and party on the weekend and I don't want to do nothing. Oh, and give me, my, give me my stars and stripes, too. I want two of them, them bands across. It don't work like that, Sonny. Oh, I'm almost done with you. I got a couple more questions, though. How many of us gave our life to Christ and didn't sit down and do the homework on how difficult a task this is? I'll go first. Okay, got two. Got three. Okay. Wow, the rest of y'all are doing real well. Y'all should be on fire for God. We're going to have an altar call when this is over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a lot of work. In fact, there is constant work. Because if you think about my life, you can think about your own on your time. When I think about my life and all the experiences that I had that was not ordained by God, now the Holy Spirit has to fix all that. And I have to be a good sacrifice according to Romans chapter 12 and lay on that brick or lay on that fire and let him purge everything out of me. You know how painful that is? You know, I was reading a story about gold and silver. Let's use gold since it's a lot of money right now per ounce. Let's use gold. The, the goldsmith, they take the gold and they put it into a fire. And what happens is they turn the heat up. And all of the impurities in the gold comes to the top. He takes another instrument, I think it's called a sifter, and he sifts off the dross. And he repeats this system again until the gold is pure. Do you know that's exactly what God is wanting to do in all of our lives? But see, we still got an opinion. We think our opinion matters. And it doesn't. He shut me down on many occasions. And I'm sure there's probably a couple of sequels coming. <laughs> Opinion don't matter. You know what I mean? Back to the new car. You get that new car, you're not willing to let your husband drive it, let alone your friend. <laughs> so put God and you in the same situation. We've given our life to Christ, and we tell him, no, you can't drive this. I'm going to drive this. 
Does this make sense? Y'all got me sweating up here. I don't know who I'm going to have to tackle first, but you're going down. God is lovely. When, when we have discovered within ourselves that he is for us, and there's not one, I'm going to say one ounce, for the lack of a better term, when we figure out that there's no an ounce of bad in God, then I think that we can fully submit ourselves to him and let him do what he need to do in us before this is all over. Because once it's over, it's over. Amen? And I'm going to tell you this before I let you go. It's almost that time. I got 15 more minutes now. There is somebody that's waiting on you. There's somebody waiting on me. And guess what's going to happen? When this is over, I'm your spokesman right now. When this is over, you're going to stand before him and he's going to say, I sent someone for you to talk to. Did you do it? And you're going to say, well, I was going through, uh-uh. I gave you my Holy Spirit and I gave you my word to help you get over you. Okay, let's push that one off. I sent you another person while you were at the barber shop or the beauty salon, and I told you to tell them about my son's goodness. Did you do that? I have us all to know that that day is coming, whether we push it out of our mind, disregard it, or act like it ain't happening. It's coming. You know the Bible says, consider not your age. Let me put it in Peter's understanding of how what God, I didn't ask you how old you were. I told you to go do. Don't look at my head. I'm a lot younger than I, these gray hairs may appear. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let's stand so y'all can have, like Pastor, the impression that we're leaving. <laughs> what I've come to understand is that I can, I can have fun with God in doing what he asked me to do. It's all about perspective. It's all about how we look at it. You know what I mean? It's all about how we look at it. Either we can choose to be joyful and jubilant with what God has set for us and go on about the task at hand. Or we can mope and grope. It's going to get done. I would rather do it. I don't know about you all. I would rather do it. I want everything God has for me. Amen. I hope this helped you all. Uh, don't worry, the tacos and pancakes will be there, I promise you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I do have a question. Does anybody have a prayer need? Come on, don't be shy. See, because our God is in the business, using that word lightly, of manifesting himself. He, he wants to be seen. Okay. I think some of y'all shy. Not you. 
Lord, your word is truth. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what we're going through. It does matter, though, however, how we think of ourselves. But we know that the truth that you've given and sent to us is here to liberate us. And so today, Father, in the name of Jesus, it is my prayer that nobody, Father, nobody in this room will leave the same way that they came. There is something that we can give up today to get closer to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'm tired of honoring you in word only and not in deed. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift every person in this room. You know exactly where each and every one of us is at. You know. And you know also what we need from you that only you can provide. So today, Father, in the name of Jesus, you have given us the authority and the right to use that name. It's my prayer today by Jesus Christ, Father, that we find the freedom. Your word says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We know that if we're free, we can do. In Jesus' name, we thank you for this day. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that we're never absent from your presence. In Jesus' name. I also pray, Father, Psalms 91, that your angels, that you have set over each and every one of us to keep us, that they will lift us up in the name of Jesus and keep us safe. In Jesus' name. I thank you for the men and women and the babies, Father, today. I just pray in the name of Jesus that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.